You're now listening to Generational Empowerment with Ashley J and the Hilarious J-Man. You know they got you covered with all the news that pushes social change. Right here live on Direct Access Radio. Welcome to Generational Empowerment. I am your boy, Jay Man. And I am Ashley Jay. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as promised, guys, we got another segment of Love and Relationships. That's Part right, three. guys. Part three. So Part sit down, relax, pour your little glass of wine, yes. and enjoy <laughs> what we got in store for you. Ashley Jay. Well, you know, we have Love and Relationship Part three. Part three. I'm so excited. I'm coming with a lot of heavy hitters. On yes. my list today. Yes. So, you know, we are based in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Atlanta, G-A, hot A-T-L. Atlanta. So, we're going to talk about the dating scene in Atlanta. Okay. Okay? <laughs> the dating scene in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Really? Yes. The dating scene in Atlanta has been a real joke for me. No, not a pause. We're going to take a moment of silence on my dating scene. Everybody dating in general. Okay, so Atlanta has 1,100 single women for every 1,000 single men. So 1,100 single women for every 1,000. So basically, there's 100 women that's going to be left out regardless. Yep, and there's 100 women that's going to be left out. So it's more women in Atlanta than it's more, I mean, than it's men. Mm -hmm. So that's why you get that, you know, it's, what did Gucci say? Uh, Miss one, one plus, plus next 15, 15 more coming. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. Um, wow. So we're going to kick it off with the dating scene. So basically the ratio is one in one. And so with that, it's kind of categorized as, you know, um, a lot of men are taken. When I, well, I come from the women's standpoint. A lot of men are taken, either they're in a relationship, married, mm-hmm. or, you know, they play with the other team. Okay. So um, how you feel about that? Like seeing the ratio, do you think it's accurate? I think the, the... I speak. <laughs> I think the ratio is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there might be a slight dilemma when it comes to the ratio because you don't necessarily include those men that are on the DL. Yep. So at the end of the day, you have those men that are playing both sides of the fence. Also. And so, I mean, but as far as the ratio goes, it's hard to date here in Atlanta. They say if you want to keep your relationship, don't move to Atlanta. <laughs> And I've seen it firsthand from friends. I've seen it firsthand from uh, family members that have moved to Atlanta. And sure enough, they, relationships, you know, uh, 
fell fell apart. And one of our previous guests on the show, Rico World 1988, says lies. Um, lies about what? I don't know. Rico, please comment so we can, you know, make sure that we we got you in on that one. Please comment in and tell us what you mean. What's lies? What exactly is lies? So. It is, uh, so finding someone is difficult. So staying single until the right time is best. That's the transition we're gonna get into mm-hmm. from my standpoint. It's best to uh, make sure you um, enter into a right season of singleness versus just trying to have a relationship or want a companionship or just having somebody there because then you're able to add, you know, toxic ways and, you know, behaviors, you know, taking on the, their spirits and you're wondering why you have so much dilemma in your life and it's because you're trying to you know just have somebody by your side instead of just really you know um enjoying you what did rico say rico said if you're grown and really want to be with someone no one can take them um i don't think it's necessarily about someone taking oh he was saying that um if you want you want to keep your relationship don't come to atlanta that's why he said lie okay so but i honestly it's not even the point of someone being grown you got plenty of grown people that's been married for years that have infidelity in their relationships and it's not about the fact of being grown it's just the fact of that there's all this temptation out there in those streets and you have to get to a point in life where that temptation no longer means anything to you yeah so if you got more women in Atlanta that's more temptation because it's okay we already hot Atlanta so you know what that means you know girls are walking around with bras booty shorts fishnets see-through so I mean yeah it doesn't matter if you know that man want to be in his relationship he's committed but you know the flesh is weak as well okay so another one of our guests have chimed in and said what's the right time J-Man um well, if you would have watched our last segment, Kenneth, you would have seen that the right time is when a man or woman is ready. And until that person is really ready, then it's not the right time. And that means... You know, the right time of not just trying to be in a relationship for uh, desires of just having someone there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're going to talk about that later, about just getting comfortable with being single before being in a relationship. Absolutely. You know, loving you wholeheartedly. Right. Instead of just saying, you know, oh, I'm bored and I just want somebody here. That's right. when the right time is. Staying single until you can really have everything that you need and want in a partner or you're able to bring everything you want and need to a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's when the right time, Kenny. That is the right time. Kenneth asked me, was I ready? Text okay, then move it along. Kenneth's getting a little personal. Okay, Kenneth's getting real personal today. So, you know, love yourself first and find out what you like, what you don't like, um, who you are. You know, um, just exploring you, having that to me time before you really get into a committed relationship. Right. Right, absolutely. I think relationships um, are built better when you have learned to date and love yourself. Um, You can say you want a relationship all day long, but if you don't know what it means to love yourself, if you don't know what it means to really date yourself, therefore you're not impressed by small things. You know, you're not impressed by... You're not going to allow... You're you're not going to allow certain things to transpire... Um, however, there also comes a time where, you know, you have to learn people in their ways. Yep. 
um, and learning people in their ways. You have people that will slide in your DMs one day, and then five days later, they on the ground talking about bae. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like, you know, who's really who's really ready and when are they really ready? And it's just all about getting that understanding. And it's sometimes like in dating in Atlanta is hard because it's hard to get that understanding of what's going on. Yeah, because it's everybody's confused and, you know, they want what they want. And yeah. that's why I'm, you know, Generation Empowerment, we are bringing things, news, information to be able to like, really make a change, you know, have information that'll give different perspectives. And, you know, we, like I said, we are based in Atlanta, so the dating scene here is just like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> you know, even before I got married, it was just like, what? That's what's out there? Yeah. Okay. 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 Move it along. So comment below what you guys think. You know, um, you know, if you're based in Atlanta, you're in a relationship, you're single. What are some cues, some tips, some advice that um, you can give somebody? You know. Yeah. So our viewers have said, I think taking time and really knowing who you are and they are is the most important. Yes, absolutely. We just said that. And Kenneth commented and said, yeah, folks be saying they ready. Then you <laughs> pop up and see them with the date. It's crazy. I just said that. And then they said, even if it doesn't come off romantic, if someone wants to fight for it, it shows they care. This is true. Um, yeah. I mean, I think... Like I, this dating world is, is hard. And I think the biggest thing that people should realize at the end of the day, you can't you can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. And so with that being said, you can't try and force a relationship when you don't even love the person that you are. Exactly. And you haven't even found that, that light within yourself. If you haven't found out what your gift is or what it is that you're supposed to be doing in life, and you're steady putting all this this attention into dating someone, all this attention into trying to build a relationship. What about yourself? Yeah. You're consistently losing yourself by trying to entertain another situation. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people are so focused on being with somebody that they see so much negative about being single. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're yeah. so focused on, oh, I don't have bae, or where is bae, or I want to take a vacation, or doing all these things with someone else, and it's just like, that's a telltale sign that something within you, you do not like. Right. You know, or because you're not comfortable with that you're trying to fill with those masks, or... You're trying to fill that void mm -hmm. within yourself, and trying to fill that void within yourself is what causes dysfunctional relationships. Toxicity. Yeah, it, it, trying to fill those voids with other things, with other people, is what causes situations to be toxic, what causes situations to not necessarily work out in the end. And in order for, like I said, things to work, you have to find that fire within yourself. Because if it takes another person to say, oh, with you, I'm so happy, without you, without this person, are you happy? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Do you bring yourself joy? Do you find comfort in yourself? If not, then hey, what are you doing? Exactly. I think that's the main key. Yeah. So I got a little research behind it. Okay. 
can being single affect you? Now we know the surface of things, but let's see what you know scientists or researchers have um, dug up. So basically they say the research suggests that single people may lose out on other health benefits, like married people tend to live longer than a single counterpart. <laughs> um, I don't believe that's true. Well, they have. Well, they didn't give me stats, or I didn't really dig into it because it was just something like, "Hey, we can discuss this." It's a little funny to me as well. It's like, uh, if you're married, then you'll live longer than a single person. But like, I think it, it goes into our, if you're in something healthy. You, are you get what I'm saying? Because right. If you're in something that's giving you a lot of um, oxytocin, which is happiness and joy, mm -hmm. that is not weighing so much on your um, your stress levels, then you live longer. You know. I mean, in my personal opinion, I've, in my family, I've seen the single people live longer than the people that are, that are, that are married. I mean, I have a great grandmother. She's been single. I'm not sure how long, but she's 92. She's been single for a long time. You know, she's been single for a while, but at the end of the day, like, it, it's not another man or whatever that has made her happy. That's pushing forth. Yeah, she's happy. She's been happy within herself. Like, one thing my great grandmother taught me is to live your life live your life like it should not take another person to complete make you, you happy yeah yes. it should not take another person to complete you i mean yes we all would love to be in love we all would love to be happily married but when it's your time it's your time and sometimes you know it takes longer than others yeah pastors say that um everybody did not cut out for marriage yeah. and i think that um it's partly true you know with so much that has like trauma that's taking place in your life mm -hmm. and just um you know what you agree upon with and you take it in and, and you apply it to your life that it, it makes it difficult you get what i'm saying yeah. if you have been cheating or if you have been a person that deals with multiple men and women then it's going to be difficult for you to like really you know uh gain a sense of some type of consistency mm -hmm. you know where you if you do get in a relationship you'll be able to thrive Right. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. within your singleness, you just you just have no type of filter. You have you have no self discipline. You just kind of do whatever you want. Mm. So those people, you know, yeah. I don't think that's gonna flourish in a relationship. So that's why I guess they say that everybody's not meant for it. And yeah. That's because hey, I'm stuck in my ways, or I am who I am, ways, and do. this is what is gonna come with me. And you can't get down with it then. I'm gonna still dangle you alone because I like certain aspects, and but I'm gonna still have what I want to do on the side. Yeah, and that's what basically it hurts. That's what ends up hurting people is you know those people that aren't really ready and that they're just looking for something to fill a void of some sort. And here on the other hand, you have somebody that is ready, that is focused, that is in love with themselves wholeheartedly, and then you break them down. Yep. And then they become the trauma. same. They become just like you unhappy with themselves because they thought that they were they thought that they were happy with themselves and then this person comes along breaks their heart and kills their whole motivation it kills their whole vibe it kills their whole self-confidence self yeah. you mm -hmm. know i think that's the main thing um i think now we're we're gaining a different perspective on love because you know now it's not even that 50 50 yeah. You know, percentage anymore. It's more so you need to bring a hundred. I bring a hundred. That's a functional yeah. relationship. And, you know, it, and that's totally true because that's saying like, well, I'm going to do only half the work. No, yeah. you know, 
You gotta two, hold people accountable. Two whole people have to come to a relationship and you know and be that union. It can't be like oh a one broken person and one whole person. And I mean whole person is knowing your value, knowing who you are, right. knowing what you want. You, you get what I'm saying? Not being able to play around with people and you know string them along or you know all, all of that shit. Right. That's what a whole person is. So it's just like two whole people have to come together for a functional relationship where you're where you able to identify like for me the other day i learned something new about myself and it was like sarcasm well sarcasm um that's a part of who i have always been just sarcastically but as well i'm an emotional person so it goes like um I, if i have an underlying root of how i feel about something then i will be sarcastic about it you get what i'm saying instead of addressing like Okay, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. I'm like, oh, da, 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 da. and I say something that's sarcastic, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and, and then I want you to be a um, a mind reader of some sort, right. and to you know feel like, oh, okay, well maybe she feels something like that. And it was a growing mo moment for me. And I was like, well, in a relationship, I can't be um, sarcastic in a way that I'm trying to hide and suppress, you know, what I feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have to be so self-aware. Self-aware, absolutely. Self um, but even with in being self-aware, sometimes. So it's been pointed out to me that I'm very sarcastic. Yeah. Um, I, in a lot of my responses, and you know, just it's just in my normal nature. Not yeah. even just in my dating life, just in my in, the, in my normal realm of life. Even in via text message, over the phone, whatever yeah, it might very be. Sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. Um, <clears throat> however, I learned in my last serious relationship that I was actually hurting this person. Yeah. And, but the thing for me was, well, hey, why are you waiting until now when I, when it's really, it's gotten to the head to say something? Yeah. Now, here we are in this place where I don't feel like I can come back from. You might feel that way, but I can't because now I feel like I have to walk on eggshells. Yeah. And it, it puts you in an uncomfortable predicament. And that goes back to communication in relationships. If you're not communicating with the person as far as, hey, I don't like this or, hey, this bothers me. True. Then you find yourself in situations like it took for you and your husband to have that conversation as far as your response to whatever it may have been. Yeah. For you to know what was going on. So it's not only about being self-aware, but it's also about the communication piece. Yeah, definitely. That's a, a entity, a part of it that's going to help you, you know, progress to the next step. And I was like, wow, I didn't look at it like that because for so long I was like, you know, I'm a sarcastic person. I'm a direct person. In certain aspects, that's good, but you have to know how to use it, you know, turn it on and off. Right. And I even, um, I follow this account, this um, IG handle called The White Coach. And she said that as well. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not just, like, being so submissive. You get what I'm saying? Because I did feel that way as well. I feel like, okay, I'm just being so submissive. And then she was saying in a marriage or a relationship, a healthy relationship, that you are trying to gain marriage or something for longevity, um, sarcasm um, is not in play because a person can take that the wrong way. And then now you went below the belt or you know something right. and it's just like okay then what if you are because you know communication is the number one thing in relationships that you know the reason why relationships fail so if you already don't have a a good communicative relationship then you even communicating about that part would be damaging mm, 
That's true. You know, everybody can't handle the truth. That is true. Um, someone said, I never realized how sarcasm can hurt a person until now. Yeah. Um, and it, it's very true. It's very true. Like, very true. at the end of the day, you know, it does hurt people. And that person's actually watching now. Crazy thing about it to even bring that up. That person's watching now. You know, it it took for them to express that to me for me to kind of, like, realize, oh, wow, this is a trait that I have. Yeah. It, yeah. And... Cause it linked what we, how we act in business and personal, and everything trickle down. Everything, you know, how you act in your personal life, you're gonna handle that in your business life. And I had to understand that, like, oh, okay, I don't want to be portrayed as something that I don't even know I'm behaving like, right? Or something that just like I have accepted that this is how I am. This is because we have to have self improvement as we get older and just progress to the next level. You, it's certain things that like this year, 2020, is the year of the blueprint. You know, and so. I believe that God is um, he's talking to us and telling us the blueprint whether it's coming from changing who you are and so, well he's always going to start eternally first yeah, you know before he gives eternally. you outwardly blessings because if you're not whole completely whole within then it's going to be difficult you know to right. be able to receive those external blessings it, it, so yes um, that is definitely true um, on that note, guys, we're going to take a quick break, pay a few bills, and we will be back. Thank you for listening to Generational Empowerment. I'm your boy, J-Man. And I'm Ashley J. And we'll be back. All right. to believe it, you me. This is your victory. All right, guys, welcome back to Generational Empowerment. I am your boy, J-Man. And I'm Ashley J. And before we left off, Ashley was spitting some of that love and relationships to us, you yes, know. So I hope you guys are in, are tuned in because it's getting real hot and heavy. Okay, so last week, you know, we kind of gave uh, a list of things that won't make a man act right. You know, mm-hmm. nothing won't make a man act right until he decides or until she decides yes. that this is a commitment that they are willing to fulfill. So, we just want to help, you know, the world out and kind of give some um, information on the problems in relationships. And we're just going to go and discuss, like, you know, what we think. You know, we're only 2% or what? Of the world population. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, two. So, um, the main problems in relationships, um, number one would be arguments. And that's fighting each other and not the problem. So, you attacking each other mm-hmm. and not attacking the problem. Mm, that makes sense. Definitely. That definitely makes sense. You find a lot of people where that's when you hurt people the most where that wasn't even the root of the problem Mm -hmm. that wasn't even the root of this argument but here it is you are attacking me and my character or things that i've shared with you in confidence as my partner Mm -hmm. and here it is you're throwing it in my face throwing in my face going below the bill going below the bill it's just like okay we're discussing something financial then hey you I think it's a different, it's the approach and the delivery that has to be cleaned up in order for the communication to go as smoothly, for the outcome to go um, in a way that'll be positive or have, you know, some type of um, conclusion to it, you know? And, you know, you, you want to say the way we handle the finances instead of saying, oh, you're bad with money. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then you, I feel like, oh, 
I'm not measuring up or it's my fault instead right. of saying like, hey, you know, we overspend. This right. is an area that we need to, you know, get a hold of. Instead of saying you always overspending this and that, or you can, and then and then it's like the feelings that you kind of held back for that last argument or that last situation that came up. Now those feelings are being rehashed about a situation that has nothing to do with it because we are attacking each other and not the problem. Mm, yeah, I mean you can't you cannot attack your partner um, and. When you start attacking your partner, that's when you start diminishing you all's foundation. Yep. Um, once you start diminishing you all's foundation, then what do you what do you have left at the end of the day? Because all that person is going to remember whenever it time comes time to bring up a certain situation or or whatever is of course how you made them feel. And if you made them feel like less of a person, then at that point you're losing them. Yeah. You know, you shutting down mentally, emotionally. Right. Um, right. All that because, you know, I don't measure up or right. I it's a lot of um you know, it's a lot of inwardly things that now that's bringing to the surface where I feel attacked. Right. But then it also kind of goes back to the childhood someone may have had and mm -hmm. they might have had Upbringing. a parent that didn't make them feel whatever worthy, you know worthy yeah. or whatever the case may be and so with that being with a result of that they have turned into this horrible person or this person when it comes to arguments or dysfunction they go to attacking because it's all they know yeah it's all they know um and in a lot of relationships that's what it kind of comes down to is Suffer. all they know or what they've been taught you know they've been taught dysfunction they've been taught arguing arguing they've been taught to scream and yell rather than to talk in a calm voice yeah. or really just kind of like be logical be logical in situations some people have these outrageous expectations for their mate or their relationships and you have to really be logical otherwise you end up just basically tarnishing the situation something that could have been oh so good was tarnished by these unreachable or unattainable expectations yeah very true <clears throat> and it's because of you know you um you just don't know how to handle uh, what's being thrown at you when right. you're in a relationship right. because you didn't have the, the single life that you needed or you not um, communicating like, hey, that's a trigger for me. Right. When you speak to me like that, when you yell or do those things, that's a trigger. Right. And a lot of times we don't even understand or know how to even express that because that wasn't something that someone ever pointed out or I haven't self-identified it myself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to be able to tell somebody for them to be aware, yeah. you know, unless you have been in a season. Well, for me, unless you have been totally transformed by God and you put him at the first, um, the, the head first of, you know, your life, your love mm -hmm. life, everything. So um, a lot of times you can't even tell somebody that because they don't even know. Yeah, and they just they reacting know. because that's just a, a normal for them. That's a default. Conversation we were having this week goes back to emotional intelligence. Um, Definitely. And <laughs> <laughs> responding to situations with emotions rather than rationally thinking them out, really using your brain and not your heart. You know, a lot of us wear our hearts on our sleeves. Mm -hmm. And so when we're attacked, we attack back. Be defensive. Yeah, we, we 
we attacked back in a way of where, hey, if we would have thought through everything, we probably didn't have to act so rationally. Or we probably didn't have to respond so rationally. Or irrationally. Or irrationally, you're right. Irrationally. Um, but that comes with growing and that comes with, you know, sometimes you have to seek help or seek out a person who is going to be neutral in a situation. Yeah, and if your spouse or a friend or family member is saying like, hey, you know, the way you react to things or, you know, um, how you say that, you know, it, it could be a trigger or, you know, I think you may want to look into that. That's something that you probably want to ask somebody for help or, or they just bring it to your awareness. I think that, you know, you need to take that into consideration, you know, having a different perspective on things. I think like, well, it just all depends on um, if the person is, um, Credible to even say that to you. You get what I'm saying? Where they, if they don't know you, then it's just like, but even if so, because they can see something within minutes or an hour of knowing you, yeah. then that's a, a red flag. That's that a you red flag. Probably want to, you know, express and or ask someone, hey, a loved one that knows you, you know, hey, is that something that I kind of, you know, do a lot and stuff like that? Because it's no progression if you don't, if you're not self-aware. Right. It's no, no progression if you're not self-aware and if you're not willing to make the change. You have to be willing within yourself to change um, in order to grow, in order for not only for God to bless you, but in order to receive in good in your life, you have to be willing to change those things about yourself that at the end of the day are damaging to you. Um, and with that, you have to be open to... Definitely. Receiving, <laughs> yeah, you have to be open to receiving that sort of communication from a mate, a friend, or a family member. You know, you can't always feel like when someone goes to tell you something, it's them trying to attack you. Sometimes it's just someone just trying to help. Um, but you don't realize it because you can't remove yourself from the situation. You can't remove your heart and your feelings from it and just really realize like, hey, yeah, this is an issue. Um like you're, you're fighting a um, a head war mm -hmm. with your emotion. Yeah. And you're never going to actually fully win that war if um, if you're fighting you're fighting a situation with the wrong tools. You right. can't you can't fight anything from an emotional standpoint. I always tell people like if they ask for advice and I'm like, are you moving emotionally? Mm. Is, is this something that you, you, you're going to have to apologize for or you're going to regret? If those two answers are yes, then you're moving out of emotion. Mm. You know, it's best to stay, you know, because being, emo I mean, being logical about things mm -hmm. requires you to be an adult. Yeah. You know, it, it requires you to. You have to be mature. Yeah, mature. You have to be mature enough to be receptive of what's being told to you. And if you're not mature enough to be receptive of what's being told to you, then some people will look at you as a lost cause or damaged goods. Damaged goods. Yeah. You know, and if, if that's what you want to be categorized as, continue being the person that you are. If not, then be willing to change. Be open. Be receptive you know, to what's being told to you because at the end of the day, it could be something that's going to help you. Yeah, definitely. So arguments. So the next one you already know gonna be communication. Listening yes. to respond and not <laughs> comprehending. Yeah, I think in arguments, that's where they, they, the temper start flaring. It's because you're not listening to understand what's going on and to comprehend what's going on. You listen so you can give a response. 
you so you can give a jab back and it's like that tit for tat or that tit you know tat. sometimes yeah. it's, it's suitable because you know a lot of times especially it, can, it, it doesn't have to be a, um, a, a disagreement it could just be normal conversation I think a lot of times when a person you know we're all human beings we're trying you're trying to tell me what to do mm-hmm. but it's like in certain areas or another area, you're doing the exact that same, same thing. thing. Right. So I'm not trying to be tit for tat. I'm just trying to tell you or show you a way of like, okay, I'm not diminishing what you're saying is valid. It's just more so don't come at me so hard because you you're doing the same in, thing. You know, in a different situation. And what happens is that turns into an argument because the other person that's bringing it to your attention because they came to you with something and you trying to be the communicator hey well you do the same thing oh I, you know then it turns into oh you doing tit for tat yeah you it turns into that. an it, argument it, it, but it's just about how you deliver it yeah you it's know? all about the delivery i've learned that so much over the last six months to a year it is all about how you deliver the message it is all about how you communicate it and trust me when i say i have not mastered it yet i will still pop off with the quickness however i've learned that i don't do it as much as i used to things don't my temper doesn't flare as much as it used to because i am trying to learn myself from within yeah and if you want to elevate you have to do things differently if you are getting the same results you are doing the same thing over and over, which is insanity. So it's time to do something different. It's, it's time, time to, to change your approach. Yeah. It's trying to change your delivery if you want a different outcome. So um, number three will be growing apart. There are some problems in relationships. Um, moving at different rates. You know, um, mm. in a relationship, hey, um, say for just an example, you have two entrepreneurs, and yeah. one entrepreneur um, is moving at a different rate. You know, things are um, successfully, you know, going in the right direction, and the other one is kind of like, Slow. you know, gradually getting yeah. there. Or um, you're just moving differently. One person, especially if you um, are in a relationship when you're younger, because you're still exploring so much, mm-hmm. and you're getting to a point where you're, you're not like how you used to be a year ago or, you know, six months ago. You know, so it's just like, oh, you're a different person. Or you used to like this or how I did this, and now it's different. Yeah, now you, know? you don't like this. Yeah. So, what were we going Yeah. So that's that's definitely one of the things that um, are being a major problem in relationships, growing apart, moving at different rates, trying to figure out um, how to even get back to the same you know level playing field. And it's very difficult when you, because I've been in a situation um, like that. I was in a relationship for you know nine years, and I just I'm losing relationships with sixteen. And I just didn't understand what was going on because what I used to like and what I used to do was no longer permissible for the relationship because it was like... So our fifth one will be infidelity, Jamie. Relationships can be rebuilt after affairs, but it takes honesty and willingness to respond to the wounds that are left. Hmm. You know, in my honest opinion... um, I just feel like that once that trust is broken, really? once that trust is broken, like once you done stepped out, like what's the point? Because for me, you've created this insecurity inside of me. 
True. You've created this insecurity inside of me that I, as a person, have probably fought so hard to get away from. I've built up this confidence inside myself that, you know, I am, I am ready. I am ready. You know what I'm saying? And then for a person to cheat and have some sort of infidelity, it's like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't ready. I understand totally, you know, what's the point after it, but we all make mistakes. And I'm not saying so that I could don't. cheating is a mistake? I, I would, I'll say that it's a mistake of, like, if something happened. You know, it, it was something that, I guess, I know that transpired, whatever they were dealing with, whatever the relationship was dealing with, it transpired for infidelity to happen. But we all are wrong in some, in some type of way we do things. I'm not condoning infidelity, but we've all been there. Especially, you think about, we just stated those things where we don't know how to communicate well. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these underlying issues where, from our childhood and it's just a lot of things that could transpire and I just don't think like saying I'm just throw the whole relationship away because of an infidelity what about um throw the whole relationship away if we get a lump sum of money and you just go blow it you know what I'm saying that's a mistake based on right, but it's a lot of things that could transpire and I know understanding like you have penetrated someone else you have given your heart you it just all falls in so many different categories but i mean you know that's where we're gonna agree or disagree you're gonna feel one way i'm gonna feel one way i'm glad this is radio baby because <laughs> our listeners can see my face right now they can um our viewers can see my face they but will as far as... on youtube generation <laughs> empowerment podcast check us out <laughs> uh, okay so when it for me as it comes to cheating cheating is not a mistake cheating is a meticulous plan it was it was something that you figured out that you wanted to do. You had to figure this out. Absolutely. You had to plan it. You had to work it out. You did not think about the consequences when you made this decision. However, you thought that your mate was dumb enough to not find out. That's what it really is. And then, so, I, and you can't compare getting a large sum of, sum of money and somebody spending it. Your mate automatically going to know you spent all that money. Not necessarily. But, that is not 100% accurate that a person will know. I mean, I just I have friends, and I brought that up because that was a situation that was going on with another friend of mine. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, I, I, well, let me take that back. I didn't mean it saying, like, oh, cheating is a mistake. What I'm saying, the act of what we do, you know, can come off as, like, that's a mistake. That's a wrongdoing that we did. You know, we all have done wrongdoings in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, your your um, firmness is different from my firmness. Right. You know, your firmness, <laughs> I ain't dealing with no cheating, you, you but you will deal with some other stuff. But firm. Right. I, 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 it's a lot of stuff that I can deal with. It really is. But when it comes to infidelity, I'm sorry, I, I cannot. Mm -hmm. And that's just a personal decision based upon me due to just how I, I'm a very loyal person very loyal person when it comes to friends family it, you name i'm very loyal so to know that that loyalty has been broken to know that, that that situation has been broken like for me at the end of the day it's just i can't come back from that you know um and i mean i just think that i'm not gonna say the whole world but there's a large sum i, I think maybe like 80 percent has given a spouse has forgiven a spouse for infidelity so okay i guess it also goes back to the history of the relationship we've yeah. been together 10 15 years and you cheat in year 15 16 no i'm not gonna throw 
yeah, their okay. way. Yeah, that's why so I said different I, so, categories. Yeah, I think of... it all depends. Number it, number one, it all depends on for me personally. If you cheat within the first five years, yo yo ass deserve to go on about your business because I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but after that point, after we've really spent this time together, especially if we're building, we're growing. I'm not gonna just throw a significant amount of time together. But during those first five years, you should give a person your all. It, it, it honestly, in my personal opinion, it takes a good five years to build some sort of solid foundation into a relationship. Yeah, but it's a lot of growing pains as well that it allows is. you to see and certain things come out. You know, you get into a rut. I mean, I've just been through a lot of different walks of life and seeing a lot of things. And when it comes, I mean, like I said on our previous um, episode that I have cheated before and I didn't know the quite the right reason why mm -hmm. and I think it had to do with my maturity I was young and mm -hmm. you know I didn't know how to express what, express um, the, yourself. Lack, express. what the lack was yeah. you know and well the lack was very demeaning to him but um yeah I didn't know so it, it, it could be a lot of reasons so yeah. you know that's one of the reasons but um the next one will be traumas life events and external pressures can have an impact on your relationship so you your significant other leaves the house today gets hit by a bus and is in a wheelchair for the rest of their life yep. then what we done mm. not me personally now i'm not saying i'm just saying like <laughs> i was getting ready to say damn ashley <laughs> no i was saying pertaining to the problems, of, to relationship. The problems of relationships yeah, right like, that's, when you that's say how it goes <laughs> yeah yeah the traumas you know. are like hey um, it was a home invasion and there was a rape that was involved mm -hmm. and you know hey I can't really come back from that you know as of right now you know it's mm -hmm. gonna take some time right. to get adjusted to not allowing that visual or that those feelings to you know um, consume me mm -hmm. and a person to feel as though like that's oh you're not attracted to me anymore or you know um, some type of feeling and now we have a problem yeah um i guess for me it's just kind of like you have to you have to think of if it was you and i yeah. guess that's how i look at a lot of situations which <laughs> if it you know if it, what if it was me and you know i would want somebody to love me regardless of you know and yeah. be there for me regardless of and it just kind of goes back to you know not thinking irrationally thinking rationally in all the decisions that we make and i mean thinking think yes thinking rationally in all the decisions that we make and ensuring that we're we won't what did you tell me you won't regret the oh you talking about acting out on emotion mm -hmm. you won't regret it or have to um apologize, apologize for it later and that goes back to those traumatizing situations like you know if something happens to your mate your mate's diagnosed with something and unfortunately they're stuck with it for the rest of their lives are you gonna leave them yeah you like, know um, or are you gonna be there and because you really care about them really love them yeah like there's a meme going around well it's not a meme it's i've seen it it's been years and um it's a caucasian couple mm -hmm. and she was beautiful like you know long blonde hair blue eyes fair skin and I guess I didn't really read what happened. I just saw the meme, and I had seen it years ago. But she, um, she was a bur a burn victim. Mm -hmm. Her body totally torched. Mm -hmm. Looks totally different now, and her 
the guy who um, was her boyfriend at the time, he married her, they still together, and she looks completely different. And there was a meme going around saying like, would you continue to stay, mm-hmm. you know, even after that? You know, and I, I mean, it kind of goes back to the situ- situation, like what took place in order in for this to happen, you know? Um, sometimes situations are beyond a person's control, you know? So you have to really look at uh, the situation as a whole and not just the on the outside, you know? You have to look at the situation as a whole and then, you know, karma's a bitch. So don't treat somebody one way and then turn around and you in their shoes. So um, the next one would be appreciation, you know, feeling unappreciated or neglected. <laughs> what happened to them? Don't know. Oh. Don't know. You know, it's so much that could go on in that music industry. Yeah. So but much. But feeling unapp- unappreciated. That know? doesn't just tie into relationships. That ties into friendships. That yeah. ties into family like wow you know um when you make a person feel unappreciated you don't realize how much you tear them down especially if that person feels like they're doing everything in their power to just do right to make sure that things are whole things are right and you can make a person feel appreciated just by the words you speak out of your mouth that little thing that they made sure that they took time out to do just for you is the one thing that you harp on in a negative sense. And they be like, damn, I was trying to do this for this reason. And here you are bringing me down and making me feel unappreciated for what I felt like at the end of the day was going to help or was, you know. You feel like you're just giving your all. You're trying to make the relationship work. You're just trying to make the friendship work. Mm -hmm. And they just always see um, what you don't bring to the table yeah. or what you lack. What and you lack. Like, and you get tired of it. Yeah, you get tired of it. And, you know, that's what brings people to feeling depressed and, you know, getting to a point of, you know, even suicide be- because they felt unappreciated. That what makes people walk out on jobs or walk oh, out yeah. on relationships is, you know, not feeling the appreciation that they deserve at the end of the day. You know, and... It's just, you have to show your appreciation for people. You have to tell them thank you. You have to make mm-hmm. sure that they know that their hard work didn't go unnoticed. For example, I don't know if you watch um, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but Kenya Moore and her husband, they're basically getting ready to go through a divorce or whatever the case may be. But she took all of her time out to basically help out for this event for a nonprofit um, that benefited black men or black boys. Um, And basically her husband didn't necessarily want her help in the beginning, but it basically took for her to kind of like step in because he finally needed it in the end for her to step in and do all these things. And he had no appreciation whatsoever. He didn't recognize her not once um during the event or anything like that and she had pretty much like put all the work into it found the venue got the step and repeat done pretty much set up everything that could go forth for the event and he did not once thank her show her any sort of appreciation and actually that same night um he pretty much like cut her to the core as far as like drug her name and everything else so you know it's just 
it's certain situations where it's just kind of like you have to show people that you appreciate them you have to show people that you love and you care about them otherwise you can really really hurt them That's one of those things, appreciation. And my last one will be, what I will end on is sex. Sex. Sex is one of the problems that, you know, you have in relationships. Mm. When it goes to not communicating what you want. Not yeah. saying, You hey. have to communicate what you want when it comes to the bedroom. Definitely. You definitely, because then that that's what, so I'm glad you left that one last. That's what they left the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason I'm glad that you left that one last is because like okay so think about all the other things that we discussed that's the number one killer of relationships everything else that we mentioned but sex is the number one killer of relationships like if your mate is not sexually satisfied they are out the door after that first night after that first night of that sex not being what they thought it was going to be or what it needs to be, a lot of times your mate is already one foot out the door. Yeah. They shut might down. Huh? Shut down. They've shut down. They've pretty much like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you got your mate fucked up. <laughs> got me up. So we're going to end on that note on my segment of love and relationships. And we will be back, guys. We were gonna, we're going to give you that, what, Jay? That ear to the streets. All right, now. So we'll be back, guys. I still believe it. You and me. Victory. What's going on guys? It's your boy J Man and as you know, I'm coming with my ear to the streets. Y'all ready? Yes, I've been writing. Oh, okay, baby. So, <laughs> we've been speaking about love and relationships. So, I'm sure you know Love and Hip Hop LA, their favorite couple, Ray J and Princess Love, right? Mhm. Mm well, they've been going through quite a debacle. Ray J has moved out. They're on this whole hiatus of Princess Love feels like he doesn't care about her. Ray J feels like she just don't understand. Whatever, whatever. Well, guys, they got a new show airing tomorrow on Zeus TV. Um, you guys definitely want to tune in. They have two kids together, Epic and Melody. And I've been watching the previews for it. And when I tell you, like, these two are just really going at it. They are really going at it. I mean... Wow. Ashley, what can you say, like, being a newlywed, like, what's been a hurdle? Anything so far? Of course. You know, what's, what's in a relationship going to come into the marriage? Nothing changes. You know, yeah. the problems that you have in your relationship, you're going to have in your marriage. Nothing right. changes, but when you sign your name and that official statement of, you know, the maiden name being changed. But, um, you know, you just got to look at things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, what I learned watching um, T.D. Jakes is that, when you learn that you're not only just um, living together, that you're dying together. Yes, you know? yes, that sounds good. Yeah, I, when, I, I, when I understood that, I said, oh, okay. You know, still learning to live together, you know, she said, when you're in that younger stage or mm -hmm. that, you know, beginning stages, you're trying to figure out what works best for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, when you do cross that threshold, and then after that, you learn, like, Okay, because, you know, this is death do your part. Right. And a lot of people don't view marriage as that. They're viewing it like, okay, you know, I want to make you my wife or my husband, but it's still, like, 
I know divorce is an option. Right. You know? And I guess for what I can say as far as like Ray J and Princess Love, they have had so many people in their relationship. Like from his mom, his sister, Tierra Marie, all oh, of them. Yeah. You know, it's just been so many people like in their relationship that their relationship hasn't really gotten the chance that it has really needed. And I feel like TV has really torn them apart. So make sure you guys tune in to Zeus TV. Um, in order to tune in, of course, that's you have to they both are fiery. subscribe so to the Zeus Network in order to tune in. But yes, that is definitely going to be fire because there's no producers. There is nobody in between them. Basically, it's just cameras and they they're like, in the room. Yeah. And it's just, it's nobody asking any questions or anything like that. They're just having, having it out. And you you got episodes, somebody walking out, this, then, the third. So, yes, it's going to be really, really good. <laughs> On a high note for love and relationships, DC Young Fly and his lady, Miss Jackie O, are having baby number two. Really? Yes. I like them. Yeah, I like they her. Are, they are really cute together. Yeah. They are really cute together. At first, I thought she was just like, I was like, is she for real? Like, I didn't really realize that was, like, his girl, girl for real. I didn't realize Why do you say, is she for real? Like, is she for real, like, with DC Youngfly? DC Youngfly look like a little ant. And she, she a little fine. You know what I'm saying? She a little fine. See, that's why people, they go and say they have But the thing was, that's just me on the outside looking in. I didn't realize that he was, they've been in a relationship for like five years. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, just, you know, doing a little research, looking in. They've been in a relationship for five oh, so years. you haven't, like, this is something you stumbled upon. You haven't really followed them. Yeah, like, I haven't really. Oh, okay, of course, okay. I've followed DC Young Fly and I've seen his baby, mm-hmm. but you know, as far as, like, he's posted, he's posted her a couple times. He doesn't yeah. post her like that, yeah. you know, but going to her Instagram and viewing her Instagram, I've noticed that, you know, she posts the baby often. Yeah. And so that's when I was just like, oh, okay. All right. I'll see what they got going on. Or two. And let me not forget to mention Baby Nova is such a cutie. She is so She cute. is I remember gorgeous. when she had no hair. <laughs> she was like, my baby ain't gonna have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they are welcoming in Baby Number Two. I think that is awesome for them. So shout out to the love. Shout out to the love. So, you remember last week, or what was it, two two weeks ago, I was talking about Sky Jackson. I actually think I brought her up again last week. Yes. But yes, Sky Jackson is in the blogs once again. I finally narrowed down on some information. So, she's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. She was born April 8th, 2002. So, she'll be 18 this year. But she's in the blogs again because I guess old men have been sliding in her DMs. <laughs> and she's not here for it. She's not here for it at all. So, she's just like, I'm about to start exposing all these old men like so she had screenshots of some dms and her response was you going to jail so guys please stay out of sky jackson's inbox with death threats <laughs> and trying to holla she's not interested even though she is of legal age since she's 17 but technically in her opinion if you owe she don't want it but we said that she was what? Trying to haul that little baby or something like that? No, it was Lil' Key. Her and Lil', Lil Key, Key was Yeah, talking. her and Lil' Key had something going on. So I guess if she ain't really into you, she ain't really into you. So if you older of the older genre, she's not interested. So stay up out her DMs because she will have you locked up. <laughs> Moving on to other things. Um, unfortunately, this past week, Floyd Mayweather's baby mama was found dead in her car. Wow. Um, yes, Josie Harris... Um, has passed um 
information hasn't really surfaced as far as the cause of death or anything like that. However, um, they found her vehicle and she was inside of it. Um, what was the cause of death? They, they have not. They haven't said. They have not come out with the cause of death, and I think um, due to the fact of you know who the baby father is as far as it being Floyd Mayweather's yeah. baby mama he might be trying to keep a few things under wraps because of course you want to protect the mother of your child you, you want to protect her reputation whatever it might have been um so we want to send prayers out to Floyd Mayweather and his family um as well as the mother of his child's family um so moving on to a few other things you know my man been in the news my baby been in the news and I'm a little upset with him um, but Tyronisha is her name is taking that ass to court and she wants him to have a jury case a jury trial she does not want them to just you know go and sit in litigation and then a third no she wants him to have a jury trial she's taking this very seriously her attorneys are not playing Who with the baby Taranisha Laws. Who is she? She was the young lady that he slapped. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so basically kind of coming forth with a little bit more information, she was actually not the person that hit him with the phone. It was actually a young lady that was next to her, and this is basically what she's saying. I guess uh, in, in protection of herself. Um, she always yes. slapping somebody, hitting um, somebody. Yeah, so I'm a little upset because I expect more from him. Like, he's already been through a lot. You know, he was cleared of a murder trial um, a while back before he really became... The baby. Yeah, the baby, the baby. Um, he was cleared of a murder trial. Something happened at a Walmart. You know, his brother's in prison. It's just, it's a lot that the baby has had going on. Um, and I just feel like he kind of needs to kind of like tone it down just a little bit. Like, you know, you make grit music and it's in the third, but that don't mean you can go out here slapping the fuck out of people. I mean, yeah, but they're throwing things at him. But not saying that he has to well, that, take... So, I don't even want to go there. Because, you know, I went to his concert he had here at the Roxy. And, you know, I got hit in the head with a bottle of water. Because his security was throwing stuff into the crowd. You know, that's how they hype up their crowds. Mosh pits, all of that. So, his crowds are always hype. Mm. So, for the fact that he took it upon himself to hit somebody knowing that your crowds are always hype, this and the third, y'all be throwing stuff into the crowd. He'll throw shoes, jackets, whatever it is. And, yeah. you know, you slap somebody over a, a cell phone hit you in your eye. I'm sure it didn't hurt that much. <laughs> but, yes. So, yes. Um, Gotta be more careful. We are not on speaking terms at this moment. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gave him a hit. Uh, uh, what is the... A we're, mouthful, we're and now y'all not speaking terms. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't. He didn't say nothing about that in the media. Oh, I mean, you know, we keep things under wraps. I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 oh, y'all know I like to play. Anywho, um, you know, Pretty Ricky's on tour, and with all this going on, I don't know, Pretty Ricky need to be on tour. With the, with the coronavirus and stuff going on, all the humping and hair gyrating, <laughs> and this and a third. Baby, with me. Right, and they have a new single out called Body. And it's just interesting because, you know, there aren't any boy bands out there like that. So for Pretty Ricky to kind of like go out with the Millennium Tour and this and a third, yeah. Um, <laughs> Glenn is saying it's a no for her. It's a no for her. And I agree with her. Like, um, it's a yes for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are old at this I point. Like pretty Ricky. Okay, you can pretty, like pretty, pretty Ricky, Ricky all day, all day long. But I think I think their time is up. You know what I'm saying? And no, the, but the people are still showing up. I don't think the people are showing up for for them, honey. (laughs) I really don't think the people are showing up for them. But then again, that's just me with my little ear to the streets. Yeah, if if the promoters or that whole system of how they do it, they're putting them in the lineup, then apparently they're making that money. They feel as though the people are coming out for them. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, That's to each his own at the end of the day. That is just my opinion. But in my opinion, I like Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky can go on and sit it on down. You know, we'll see We'll see how things go. The baby you know? can sit it on down. All right, now, you're going a little too far. I the baby some, fans. The bop in it being every song. It. The gonna... whole album sound like one long song. <laughs> Keep him pushed, baby. You Let's hear get, some more news. You're going to get bopped in your forehead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> next up, let me give a shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. I love me some Megan Thee Stallion. Um, but she has become the first female rapper to place multiple non-albums inside the top ten Billboard 200 with her mixtape Fever and her mixtape Sugar. So, regardless of everything that she has going on, she is still kind of like paving a little way for herself and making a name for herself. And honestly, she's just she's just different. But I did see a video of her. I think she is tired of driving the boat. I think she is tired of pouring shots for people. She was on stage looking real tired, pouring shots into a cup rather than people's mouths. Because with this uh, Rona going on and this in the third, she said, oh, no, baby, I got to pour you into a cup. She said, take the cup, pass it down. Take the cup, pass it down. She is not playing with the people. Oh, I don't. I don't know about stuff like that. Oh, you wouldn't. You don't know what driving the boat is. Mm-mm. It's when you take the bottle and somebody pour it and pour you a shot. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, that's driving the boat. Oh. You know, that's been that was one of her big things, especially this summer. Hot girl summer. Oh yeah, use a hot girl summer. If you had a bottle, do say, and you was driving the boat really? or a bottle of Hennessy. Yeah, and driving the boat. That's oh, what it was. I was having a healing girl summer. We understand you married now, so I, you know, you doing your thing. So moving on to other things, who you got phone service with? Boost. You got service with Boost. I've been oh, with okay. them since I was in middle school. Oh wow, longevity contract, ain't it? Yeah. Okay, well, if you were AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, or Comcast, you're in luck. So, for the next 60 days, due to coronavirus, uh, the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, um, has come up with a pledge. It's called Keep Americans, Americans Connected. So, basically, what that means is for the next 60 days, nobody's phone will be turned off. Um due to non-payment just because they understand that people are without jobs right now or whatever is going on there's a lot going on in the world due to this COVID-19 and so basically people are stepping up and trying to help people each different carrier has created something specific um, that they're working on Um, even Comcast has joined in and basically they're going to increase their internet speed Um, so if you have AT&T, Sprint, or T-Mobile, or Comcast, just know if you don't pay your bill for the next two months, your service will not be terminated. That does not mean... No, I was just about to <laughs> That does not mean when them 60 days is up that that bill is not going to be there. But understand, if you're going through tough times, if you're one of those people that are affected by what's going on, you kind of got some breathing room. So make sure you're utilizing that money for something important, whether it's like groceries or, you know, whatever it might be. Getting caught up on some other bill. Um, But speaking of... 
speaking of Keisha Lance Bottoms, Atlanta mayor, is ordering a halt of water services for customers over the next 60 days. Also. Yeah, I seen that. You seen that? I posted that. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Where you posted that? You posted on our page? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. Yep. I didn't even see that. But yes, um, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, shout out to her because it's people out here that are really getting ready to be struggling because you have to think about it. These kids are out of school and I was looking at the news yesterday and they were saying that the kids, some counties were saying until further notice, some were saying 14 days and we don't really know what it's going to be. We don't really know what's going to happen. However, it's more or less of a situation of parents look forward to their children going to school, not only just to send them on their way, but some parents cannot afford to feed their children's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you know what they're implementing? What? They have this, it's starting up, um, start, I think Monday, where um, they're feeding the kids. Where? At the schools. So the kids are going to, huh? Yeah, they, it's five something locations, like the DeKalb County, they have um, five different schools that the kids are able to come to and eat. Mm. So what's the point of closing the schools if you're still going to allow the kids to be within each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, I know Clay County, what they're doing is they haven't them to drive up. No, 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 people are going into Oh, okay, okay, okay. They're giving out, like, cold lunches. Got you, like a sack they lunch. Like a sack lunch to give it to them. They have a certain time. They basically took from, like, Yeah, they're like, less fortunate. Kids. I drive school buses, so it's like I drop off the middle of the hotel. Mm-hmm. So in there, they don't have high food. Some right. Some do have high food, but you know they use those little stoves, stoves and microwaves. Yeah. Those single stoves. I think yeah. those are great thing that they do. Some of these kids, that's the only meal. Yeah, they they yeah, get to eat. Is that school? Starve the whole night into that morning. So they have programs that's definitely. Um, helping families and children because of this coronavirus. Yes, but I hope people are taking this time to really realize, like, we're getting ready to go into a serious recession. I drove past um, a, quite a few gas stations, and to see that gal- gas was less than $2 a gallon. one ninety. Like, that should let you guys know something. Like, there's a serious war going on between uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia um, as far as oil prices. So, with fuel prices dropping, the pretty much all of everybody's 401k, if you got one. I know you looked at it, and you're probably sick right now. Um, <laughs> but, yes, guys, it is a lot going on, and I hope everyone is preparing themselves for this. Because at the end of the day, what's really getting ready to happen... Trump has already declared this, what was it, 50 million, 50 billion dollars yeah. that are now... 50 that's, million, I believe. That's now accessible um, for what's we getting needed. this money from? But what's getting ready to happen is everything is getting ready to tank. The real estate market is getting ready to tank. So if you bought a house within the last year or within this year, or if you're in the process of buying one, understand that in the next six months, that house is not going to be worth what it was worth when you purchased it it's gonna be like it was back in 2006 2007 2008 when it was really serious out here when 2009 hit it was just kind of like what in the hell you know what i'm saying what are we gonna do um so guys let's make sure that we're really really preparing ourselves really getting ourselves ready because 
things are gonna get really really serious really really soon um, I even heard there were some talks of in about two weeks we're gonna go down to a complete shutdown and the only thing that's gonna be open is gonna be like fuel stations and like hospitals or something of that sort but when it gets to that point like guys what are we really gonna do I understand people are going out and buying all this toilet paper and there was something on the news today that reported that there was a strand of it found in toilet paper. So they're really just like, they're, <laughs> you know, I can't take y'all seriously. Y'all play too much. But, you know, it's just kind of like. They got the coronavirus in the tissue. It's, what, what's really going to happen is people are going to start dying not from the coronavirus, but from panic attacks. Oh, yeah. From panic attacks because people are scared. But then there was also some research that I was doing. In 1983, there was a book written that listed out that this was going to happen in 2020, that this disease, uh, virus, or whatever you want to call it, was going to be released. And the only person, it was only going to affect humans. It wasn't going to affect animals in any kind of way. It was only going to affect humans. So it's just mighty strange to me how all this is going on, the elections going on, and people just, you know, they're trying to separate us as people. And we just have to make sure that we're being very informative and being smart about our decisions. Like, um, I went into the grocery store and all the snacks was gone, this, then, the third, whatever, whatever. I went into the farmer's market and it's buku fruit. <laughs> it's buku vegetables. Um, so are we really preparing ourselves or is it really going to be a situation of like Resident Evil or something like that? Or what was it? Um, what was the movie I was talking about today at work? I mean, uh, the other day at work. Um, Bird. Bird Box. Bird Box. That's is it really going to be a situation yeah. where, you know, people are really trapped up inside of their homes and <laughs> not wanting to help people? Like, what situations are we really in store for people? And are we preparing ourselves? As a community, are we preparing ourselves? Are we taking this lightly? Because if they done locked down, what, what's it, what country is it that's locked down? Italy. Italy's locked down right now. Shut down, ghost town. You cannot leave your home. So if it's gotten to that point there, what what's going to happen in the United States? There's been certain um, flights that are no longer available to go to certain countries, and the flight prices now are absolutely at it's at an all time low, at an all time low. A round trip ticket to L. A. was like two hundred dollars and some change. Oh, can can we book the tickets and go later? <laughs> Oh, we need to be booking some tickets then. Right. But it's still, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, are we really preparing ourselves, guys? That's, like, my biggest message here is preparing ourselves. And I want to talk about a few things that kind of stood out to me. While all this is going on, there's a few other things that have taken place. Um, and I'll start with saying there's a state of emergency that's been declared for New York City. Um, I listed another one, or I told you guys another one. There's an oil price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. So that's why the gas is so cheap right now, guys. So it's a good thing that it's cheap right now because it's, of course, helping people. But also understand that there's obviously something going on somewhere else that's making it so cheap. Um, from some source, there is a plague of locusts that is about to tear through Africa. Um, wow. So... 
Um, it's so much. It, it's so much going on in the world, and I feel like things have been putting the 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 world is putting things out there, or the government is putting things out there to distract us from a lot of the other real things going on. Um, not to mention, the second person was cured of HIV in the United Kingdom. So, if they have a cure for HIV in the United Kingdom, can somebody explain to me? how that cure has it number one made it to the states and number two nobody has a cure for this coronavirus but we have a cure for hiv that's cured a second person in the united kingdom um like i tell people i don't care if this is the way i gotta go out this is the way i gotta go out what with corona corona Whatever, like whatever virus, like if I'm washing my hands, I'm wearing a mask, I'm doing what I need to do, and I still catch the virus, then it's my time to go. Yeah. But I'm not about to be in a hoopla about, you know what I'm saying, being so anal with it, because it's just like. Yeah, you should have been washing your hands and, and being before all, of <laughs> before all of this was taking place, guys. Now you want to wash your hands. Now you want to wash your hands. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I am your boy J Man, and I'm Ashley J, and we will return. Please to believe it, you and me. This is your victory. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your boy J Man, and I'm Ashley J, and this is Generational Empowerment. And guess what, guys? It's the <laughs> best part of our segment. You got me messed up. You got me fucked up. <laughs> so, guys, this segment is like, uh, it's been a long week. It's our therapeutic session. It's our therapeutic session. You know, I always forget that word. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, since you said that, I always it's forget that word. But, yeah, session. it's our therapeutic session. Like, guys, so we want you to really chime in. If somebody had you fucked up this week, we want to hear about it. Something had you messed up this week. We want to hear about it. We want to know what it is. I mean, it could be anything. It could be any person. There are no holes buried here so we're very open we're very honest and we just like to you know keep it real so guys i'm gonna get things kicked off with uh you got me fucked up um so <laughs> he thinking about this one or he got one he just thinking like how to deliver it i got one it's just it's hard to deliver this one because it's like it's so near dear to my heart but it's just like you know who you is but you got me fucked up because i try and do the best that i can you oh, know Lord. and you just got me fucked up because it's just like you be coming at me sideways for no apparent reason and it's just like i'm trying to do everything in my power I really am. I'm out here hustling. I'm out here going to work every day. On top of that, self-improvement. I'm just trying to improve myself. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just feel like I'm trying to be the best person that I was brought up to be. And I feel like you don't recognize it. So, you got me fucked up, but I love you. So, but you still got me fucked up. <laughs> you know who you is. <laughs> And no, I ain't talking about no bay or no booze because I don't have one. But clear that up. So to clear that up, people won't think. So people not won't available. think. Yeah, it ain't even for people to think I'm available. You know, folks just always make their own opinion. But nah, it's it's more near and dear than that. But yeah, you got me fucked up this week, sir. So. For sure. 
All right, so kicking it off on me. So I went to, I'm not gonna say the place of business because you know, that's not what we do here. Yeah. But I went to go get a, a wax. Oh. Can I get that one coochie, please? <laughs> <laughs> one coochie, please. Okay. But um, yeah, so she, she tells me the, um, the place, uh, well, the lady that I normally go, I was about to say her name, but <laughs> she wasn't available. Um, she actually is like a, I don't know, a Korean or Chinese lady, but she went over to China. She's been there for a couple of uh, months now. Her, mm-hmm. her kids are over there. So mm-hmm. even if she was available, I wasn't going to get her. But they did tell me that the lady that does my eyebrows, because she went over there to China, and she when she came back, they told her that she had to stay home for um, two months to make sure everything was good before they before they came back. So they're not just like, they, they take oh, they're precautions. they're taking it very seriously. Yeah, they're taking it very seriously. I was like, where have you been? I had to go to someone else. Like, And she was like, um, I came back like two months ago, but I had to stay home to make sure I didn't have any symptoms mm-hmm. or anything. But anyway, so the lady, she was telling me that, you know, she's new, da 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 um, The lady that normally does it, she's not here. But, you know, you're trusting me, da 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 So I'm like, okay, cool. So I already give her a rundown anyways. Oh, so I'm how like, how I want it. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like telling her what it is. You know, everybody got different situations. So okay. my situation different. So I'm like, listen, you know, they're very delicate, but I just feel like, you know, this is so personal. They don't want to, you know, like move stuff around. And, you know what I'm saying? Like they be acting weird sometimes. They don't act weird, but it's just like, they don't want to be all in your business. You get what I'm saying? Should be all of your business. Oh, okay. See, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's your person that you go to. This, this was a new person for me. But I was telling her like, make sure. And she just was like, so, so anyways. So she gets to the part, you know, you know, the the sensitive uh, side parts, right? And she had to yank it, right? But how she did it, I, I don't know if I got relaxed or whatever the case may be. But when she yanked it, she yanked like the inside of my lips. And I was like, oh, you got me fucked up. <laughs> like, when I told you this previously. Now she snatched your hoo-ha. Snatched my hoo-ha out. Like, it was, it was. <sighs> oh, so you need a little car down there. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It was just uncomfortable. We didn't do any damage or <gasps> irritation or anything because um, it's an all-organic place mm-hmm. that I go to today. Really? Everything. Maybe they can wax my back. Ooh, they can, but you sure you want that done? So, I've been looking into, like, laser treatment, and the laser treatment people got me fucked up, too, because they be calling my phone, and say telemarketer, then they send me a text from, how you text me from an 800 number? <laughs> they got me fucked up, okay? But, yeah, I've actually been looking into it. You know, that's hereditary in my family. Like, I have hairy legs, hairy back, you know, it's just... But why you want your back done? Because, I mean, when I want to go, I, I, want my, I want my back and my chest done. I want back and front. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because when I go to the beach, like that just that's not sexy to me. Oh, I like don't, I don't care. Like, well, I'm not sleeping with you, so it ain't for you to care very, about. Very true, very true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, on men, you a man. You get what I'm saying? Right. I get so that. it doesn't like, mind. oh, you need to be groomed. There's a like, difference in like my back <laughs> and hair. No, you know, like those Polish men or those Italian men, they mm-hmm. had backs be hairy. Oh. 
And it don't look like, oh my gosh. Like and the thing is, it's nice, and it's when it gets wet, it be all straight and wavy. You know, it look like a little a good Malaysian blend or something like that. But you kill the whole show. <laughs> kill the whole show after that. Kill the whole show. <laughs> Um, high risk cutie says the coronavirus got me fucked up. Girl, coronavirus got coronavirus got everybody fucked up. You okay? know how to say the coronavirus. They got the, him fucked the up. The coronavirus got the Bud Light got me fucked up. The, the Bud Light, Light virus, virus, whatever virus, child, it all got us fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yes. But if they do quarantine us, I'm uh-huh. ready for that quarantine. You ready? I'm ready for that quarantine. You're refrigerated fool. I don't even mad about the refrigerator. <laughs> what you gonna eat? That's, I mean, I'm more so of like, you ain't gotta worry about nothing because the whole world doing the same thing. It's not like you're on vacation and you gotta mm-hmm. wear, like I could just chill, wake up when I want, you know, work on a lot of things that I wanna do that I don't very, have very to worry true. about. Like I'm ready for this quarantine. Quarantine me, please. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, this, this, this coronavirus has affected my pockets though. It really has because Anything that I ordered from China is stuck in customs. So, you know, I've spent money, but it's stuck in customs. So, Damn. yeah, you know, and it's it's like, <laughs> you know, got you up. yeah, customs really got me fucked up. I was looking China at some. China got you fucked up. Corona got you fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, and you think about all the things that we get from China. We import from we China. We import, you yeah. know, all that stuff is. They not letting that shit come here? For what? No. They they talking about it was a strand found in toilet paper. Like, come on, baby. I can't wipe my booty without... Corona. Corona. Popping up. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you're going to have to do your business and get in the shower. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Right. Jesus fix it. Quarantine me, please. You can do that when you quarantine, but if you had work on the wet shower, what she going to be doing? Oh, it ain't found the baby wipes. We well, you know, wipes. I love big wipes anyway, so... Yeah, know. definitely. It I can't believe that lady. I was like, for mm-hmm. real? Yeah. You, she snatched your one please. Oh, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Help you, Jesus. Well, guys, this has been our show for today. We yeah. appreciate you guys for tuning in. I am J-Man. And I'm Ashley J. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week for some more hot and juicy. Yes. Please to believe it. Hey guys, this is Ashley J from Generation Empowerment and who you know got direct access to these streets. What's up world? It's your boy J-Man from Generational Empowerment and who you know got direct access to these streets.